والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our nourisher, our sustainer, our protector, the Lord of the entire universe and everything that it contains. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. My brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that you and your families are doing well by the mercy and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As you likely know, the number of COVID-19 infections in the city and in the province here in Ontario, but also in Quebec, have increased greatly. And now, uh, maybe a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned that uh, the hospitalization rates had been stable up until that point. But now, the local hospitalization uh, rates and the death rates are also on the rise. Now, of course, all matters are in Allah's control. But it is part of our belief and understanding in the in tawakkul, the reliance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we take reasonable means, along with placing our trust and faith in Allah azza wa jalla. Therefore, I would like to kindly ask you to please try to follow all public health guidelines. And there have also been a number of outbreaks at schools, including at an Islamic school as well, resulting in a number of students and teachers and families having to self-isolate so I want to say that our du'as are with you, all of you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you and all of us safe and cure those who have been afflicted. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. At this point, I would say, don't wait for an outbreak to be declared or for a confirmation of a positive case somewhere. Just assume that in every public place, there likely are people who have the illness, but perhaps they don't know about it. Because at this point, Contact, trace, contact tracing is very difficult for public health uh, officials and um, they are not able to, even the results are coming in days, even a week after a person is tested. By then they have met you know, many people uh, and probably have exposed others possibly. Uh, and contact tracing, like I said, is extremely difficult to get in touch with all of those people, especially as the case counts increase. So at this point, I think it is safe to just assume that in every public place, there are likely people who have the illness, maybe they don't know about it, uh, and therefore uh, uh, behave accordingly by taking precautions when you go to any public place. The confirmation of cases in a location or even an outbreak, in my opinion, are not unexpected in any place. So when a school or a masjid or any location gets listed as you know having an outbreak or having a positive case, it's something that should be expected that it, it can happen really anywhere. It doesn't have to do with the people who are there or their behavior or anything like that necessarily. Uh, of course, there are some instances of private gatherings, private parties, uh, weddings, things, perhaps uh, gatherings that shouldn't have been happening or perhaps even were allowed to happen. Uh, but uh, you know, there have been cases coming out of there. Now that 
of course, uh, could be due to the, the, the lack of care, perhaps, by the people there. Allah knows best. But nonetheless, we're not looking to put blame. All we're saying is that uh, expect uh, the unexpected and uh, just take precautions as you move about and go about your daily lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect uh, me and you and all of us. Now, this weekend, of course, is a long weekend. Uh, remember the days when uh, the long weekend would bring excitement, uh, travel plans and many other things, perhaps not so much anymore. Uh, and of course, it's a long weekend for uh, Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving holiday. And the concern is that people will gather as they're used to doing. So normally in the Thanksgiving long weekend here in, the, in Canada and Western countries, you know, people have large uh, uh, dinners, uh, spe specifically for Thanksgiving, but maybe Muslims and other people of other faiths who are not celebrating may still gather with family normally because it's, uh, long, it's a long weekend. So the concern is that that will continue to happen as it used to in the past before the pandemic. Now, the uh, local tradition uh, is to offer thanks after the harvest. So as you see, the fall is here, autumn is here, and normally this would be the time when many of the farmers would be uh, doing the harvest or would be gathering all of their crops and their, their fruits and so on, vegetables. So this would be uh, a time when they would gather uh, to give thanks. Now for the believers, giving thanks to and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that is regular. Now there's a difference between uh, shukr and hamd, right? So we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, yani when we say alhamdulillah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of all praise. Regardless of any gift that he may have given us, just he in and of, in and of himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his being is worthy of praise. And shukr is normally done in return for something, right? So hamd and shukr, very close. I mean, they're often translated as thanks, praise, but uh, shukr would be, you know, in return for the blessings that we have received. Whereas hamd is, uh, regardless of the blessings that are received, hamd is something which is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, simply due to his uh, to, to his great being Azza wa Jalla. Now, um, the Prophet wasallam has told us that thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings is something that is should be regular for the believers. The Prophet wasallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَرْضَى عَنِ الْعَبْدِ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ الْأَكْلَةَ فَيَحْمَدَهُ عَلَيْهَا أَوْ يَشْرَبَ الشَّرْبَةَ فَيَحْمَدَهُ عَلَيْهَا that Allah is pleased with his slave, with his servant who says, Alhamdulillah, when he takes a morsel of food and uh, uh, thanks Allah Azza wa Jal, praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he drinks a sip of water. So this is something which a believer should be doing regularly, even with every morsel and every drink of water that we get, that we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the word that is used here is hamd. Uh, but of course, we will talk also about forms of shukr as well. So for Muslims, thanksgiving for food is something or remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that is to be done at every meal and ideally at every bite. Right? So every time that we partake in the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, particularly when it comes to food and drink, we express uh, or at least feel appreciation and praise for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, express it or at least feel it in our hearts. Now, in uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fact, goes one step further. And he tells us that the crops and the harvest uh, should make us think and reflect. But you'll notice, like uh, you go to the supermarket. The other day I was at the supermarket and there was apples for 44 cents a pound. And when was the last time you saw apples for 44 cents a pound? But of course, it's the time of harvest. This is when the apples are being picked from the trees and there's an abundance of 
uh, fruits, uh, inshallah. So, you know, this is, uh, this is something that when we see, even if you're not, most of us are probably not farmers, you're not actually, you know, doing a harvest, maybe you are in your garden or something. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the crops and the harvest should make us think and reflect as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, that he is the one who produces for you various crops and of course the ones that are mentioned are those that were familiar especially to when the, uh, to the people of arabia when the quran is being revealed so crops olives and palm trees grapevines but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions and every type of fruit and he says that surely in this is a sign for those who reflect so while we are eating and don't, don't just be focused on just eating, eating, eating and enjoying the food, but also praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thank Allah and reflect because in this there are signs of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are signs, many great lessons and signs, even in the fruits and the crops uh, and the vegetables, the food that we enjoy. So use that as a means to reflect upon the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you look at them, you say delicious uh, you know, fruits and healthy vegetables, with so much nutrition and benefit, who's making them? And who has designed them? And I'm amazed, I think I mentioned this before too, especially when I look at the watermelon, subhanAllah. Like, you know, you've got this fruit, which is filled with like mostly water, right? And it's just like sucking up water. You know, it grows from one seed, of course. And then it's like sucking up all this water and just storing it. And who knows where it grew and where it came from, but now all this water comes to your table and you cut it and you eat that fruit. And not only is, does it have all this water that, he sucked, that it sucked in, but it also has, you know, nutrition, it also has sweetness and the color and the subhanAllah, you know, and that's just one fruit. So, you know, who's making these fruits and who's designed them, the seeds, the soil, the fact that the seed can just stay dry for years. And then when you plant it and it has the right conditions, it knows when to sprout. You leave it in the wrong conditions, it's never going to sprout. But you put it, we'll give it the right conditions of the soil, the, the mix of soil, water, uh, sunlight, and then subhanAllah, when the right conditions are met, it starts sprouting and... From that little seed comes out the plant, and then from that comes so many other uh, other fruits as well. Uh, so so many units that come out of one one seed, out of one plant. Um, you know. So where did this all, all this come from? And the things that it needs to grow, where did those come from? So just using opportunities, every opportunity that we find to reflect upon the greatness and the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and how beautifully He has designed all of these things, uh, Subhanahu Wa Taala, for our uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has designed for our benefit. Now, of course, we know that nothing happens on its own. So if it was created, it must have a creator. And the creator is the one who has blessed us in literally countless of ways. Now, our nature, our human nature, as we probably know, is that when things are going good, we forget about the source of the blessings we enjoy. Right? Or even that there are perhaps that there are even blessings upon us. We take it for granted. Right? This is human nature. Right? That when things are going well, we forget about who has put the blessings upon us, who has sent us the blessings. And uh, we even forget that there are blessings, right? We just start taking for granted, whether it's, you know, us enjoying our health or our free time, the food that we are eating and enjoying, uh, having a shelter uh, over our heads, our clothing, our cars, our wealth, luxuries, our safety and security. It's, subhanAllah, I mean, there's just so many things uh, that truly it is impossible uh, to count them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا That if you try to count enumerate and truly appreciate all of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you would not be able to do that. Even, uh, you know, just thinking this morning, laying in a warm bed, 
That is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like how many times have you had thought when you're cold, when it's cold outside, you know, there was a frost last night, you know, it's, it's getting a bit colder and uh, you're laying in bed and the bed is warm and you have a nice blanket, you know, that cozy feeling. Okay, that is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many times, you know, have we actually considered that, that to be a blessing and, and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Now, when we think of blessings, it's important to think about what Allah has given us and not others who are blessed more than us. Huh? When you think of blessings, it's important to think about what Allah has blessed us with, not to start thinking about what Allah has given others, yani those who have been blessed more than us. Because the Prophet ﷺ has told us that, Look at those below you, meaning those who have been given less than you. Do not look at those above you. Why? For it is the best way not to belittle the favors of Allah. It is the best way to not belittle the favors of Allah. What is the prescription? Look at those or look at those below you, meaning those who have been blessed with less than you. Do not look at those who are above you, who are better off than you. For it is the best way not to belittle the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Implying that what? If you do that, you're going to end up potentially belittling the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, if you, uh, you know, you're, because you're always focused on that which you do not have, not realizing what you actually have, meaning what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually blessed you with. Now, if you own a car, be grateful, right? If you own a car that isn't regularly going to the mechanic, then be extra grateful, right? If you eat daily, be grateful. If you walk into a store for groceries without having to consider which store it is and how much the things cost, and you just go in and you buy whichever, whatever you want, be extra grateful. Right? Because not everyone is able to do that. If you eat, be grateful. If you are able to, or if you are regularly eating out, be extra grateful. Because of course, it's more expensive to go and eat out. If you have a roof over your head, be grateful. But if you own that roof, then be extra grateful. And Anas radiallahu anhu reported that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would say when he retired to his bed. So meaning before going to sleep, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would make this dua, would say, Alhamdulillah illadhi at'amana wa saqana wa kafana wa awana. That all praise is due to Allah who has fed us, given us drink, sufficed us, and sheltered us. And then he would say, فَكَمْ مِمَّنْ لَا كَافِيَ لَهُ وَلَا مُوْيَ That how many are those who do not have enough and have no shelter? Alhamdulillah illadhi at'amana wa saqana wa kafana wa awana how many are those who do not have enough and have no shelter? So here, Prophet ﷺ would have a regular practice of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, expressing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also thinking of those who had less. Thinking of those who had less and who did not have enough to suffice them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring ease to all of those who are living in hardship. Amin ya rabbal alameen. And my brothers and sisters, we live in a society that is focused on materialism. I think there's no doubt about that. We live in a society that is focused on materialism. The focus is, of course, on, on selling things, of course, because that runs the economy, right? And trade and business is good. There's nothing wrong with that from an Islamic point of view. The problem is, is that it is uh, uh, that, that, um, that, that trade and that sale relies on convincing people relies on convincing people, not just convincing because, you know, honest marketing is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but on creating desires within people to want more, feeding greed in people so that it pushes sales so that the economy can run, right? So the whole model is based on creating that desire, fueling that desire of having more and more and more. So it's focused on materialism. Now, what ends up happening, and you know, you can observe this perhaps amongst yourself or you know, uh, yourself primarily, but maybe you'll see it generally in society, is that people are so focused on what they want that they often forget to value and appreciate what they currently have. They're constantly focused on wanting more. Everyone's always pushing you. Society is telling you that you need to have more. You need to do better. You need to have more things and live even a better life. So you fall so focused on what you want that you end up forgetting and, uh, and, and forgetting to value and appreciate what you actually currently have been blessed by, uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So always looking at and desiring things that are better. Don't realize what you've been blessed with. And subhanAllah, what ends up happening is that you know, this is a serious problem to the point where people will end up losing sleep and end up losing their peace, like inner peace, over getting more and better. Right? And they're going to try so hard to try to gain more and gain, gain more and get ahead in terms of the dunya. Now, of course, legitimate needs, alhamdulillah, no problem, right? You go, you strive to feed your family, to take care of your family, to have a place to live, you know, and, and, and to, to, to fulfill your responsibilities. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, right? But losing sleep and peace over just trying to get ahead in terms of beyond what is necessary and try so hard. And, that, and, and if then it doesn't work, you end up feeling sad and feeling depressed. I tried so hard, right? I'm trying to score this investment. I'm trying to find this property. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And you're trying so hard and it's not working and you keep pushing and you keep trying harder and harder and harder to build a better life. Remember, I'm talking about that which is beyond the needs and beyond what is necessary. Uh, you know, whereas the reality is that the Prophet ﷺ said that لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَقِيقَةً That everything has a reality. وَمَا بَلَغَ عَبْدٌ حَقِيقَةَ الْإِيمَانِ حَتَّى يَعْلَمْ And servant will not reach the reality of faith, the haqiqa of iman of faith, until حَتَّى يَعْلَمَ أَنَّ مَا أَصَابَهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُخْطِئَهُ وَمَا أَخْطَأَهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَهُ Until they know that what struck them, right? Or you can also translate as, you know, as what they, they achieved or what they gained, could never miss them. And that what misses them, or that what missed them could have never struck them, or could have never come to them, right? So this is the reality of Iman, that whatever we gain, we, you know, or that strikes us, whether it's positive or negative, right? If it's positive, we feel like we achieved it through our own efforts. You know, and if, if it strikes us, then perhaps we're looking to blame someone or something. But the reality is, is that whatever comes to us could have never missed us. And whatever misses us could have never come to us. Okay, so you lose out on a deal, you lose out on something, right? You, you feel like you lost an opportunity, right? Don't, use, don't make it feel you, pull you down or make you feel sad or depressed, right? Similarly, something strikes you that you didn't want, right? Know and have faith that this is how it was meant to be. Now, of course, we learn lessons, right, from what happens. We try to do better in terms of our own actions and in terms of, you know, our approach. So certainly we can learn lessons. But don't, you know, let it, uh, you know, lose uh, or don't let it cause you to lose sleep and to lose your inner peace. Because the believer knows that whatever has come to me is from the, uh, that is good, is from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if I made an effort, Allah is the one who blessed me. 
And if I made an effort and it didn't happen, it was because it wasn't meant for me. Perhaps there was something better for me, right? For, uh, or uh, perhaps Allah has planned something better for me, or perhaps it wasn't good for me. So don't let it get you down and pull you down, because whatever is meant for you will come to you. Of course, you try to make your effort reasonably, but whatever is meant for you, whatever is written for you in terms of risk and in terms of sustenance and everything that is good and good in terms of Allah's blessings, they will come to you. Because Allah has willed it so. And whatever has misses you, whatever misses you, whatever opportunity you're not able to avail of, that is because it was not meant for you and it would have never come to you. You know, so this is a very, very important part of having uh, a complete faith. Um, and of course, it's one thing to, to know it or to say it or to understand it. It's another to actually believe it. Yeah? When that situation happens, when that situation happens to us, it is important to have this as a foundational belief, which translates into or affects or impacts positively how we think and how we approach situations and, and, and our attitudes, right? If we just know it, we say, yes, yes, I know that. But then when the time comes, it doesn't actually change our behavior. It doesn't impact our behavior. Then that means the, the complete impact is not there, right? As it should be. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, as I mentioned, that if you tried to count Allah's blessings, you would never be able to number them. And um, uh, so, you know, if, if, if we are not able to uh, enumerate all of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are also not able to give proper thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings. Now, think about it. How are you going to give full thanks and show full appreciation for all of the blessings when you are not even able to recognize all of the blessings? When you're not able to count all of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa took his hand and he said, Wallahi inni la uhibbuk. Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi inni la uhibbuk. Wallahi inni la uhibbuk. O Mu'adh, by Allah, I love you. By Allah, I love you. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said to him, Usika ya Mu'adh, that I advise you, O Mu'adh, la tada'anna fi duburi kulli salatin taqul that do not fail following every prayer to say, do not fail, do not forget to that following every prayer that you say, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. That, oh Allah, help me to remember you, thank you, and worship you properly. Right? So this is the golden advice of the Prophet wasallam to Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu an, that do not forget, do not fail to say following every prayer, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Essentially asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance and even showing neediness when it comes to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the thanking uh, or showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the proper worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, you know, how should we be uh, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly? Uh, or how should we be trying to, even though we cannot do it fully, but what should be our uh, effort? Um, you know, for collective, communal thanks, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us two occasions. Eid al-Fitr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, you know, after the verses of fasting, that one of the uh, objectives of uh, of the, the, the end of Ramadan and Eid al-Fitr is that you glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having guided you and so that you may be grateful to him. So uh, Eid al-Fitr, Eid al-Adha as well, the celebrations that we have are a means of showing gratitude uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we do not have an established tradition of offering collective thanks through a particular holiday or a particular meal or an event. 
Now, individually, the scholars uh, tell us that the, that uh, shukr is made up of three elements, which is gratitude of the heart, gratitude of the tongue, and gratitude of the physical faculties. Right. So, in the heart, we believe and we recognize, we sense the value of the blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and we fully acknowledge and appreciate and believe that He is the one who has bestowed the, He is the only one who has bestowed these these great, great blessings upon us. And this is the obligatory or the basic or minimum form of uh, of shukr towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and truly believing that whatever blessings you have are truly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, even if you have made an effort, they are not the result of your efforts. They are not the result of your hard work because guess what? You could have made the same effort and not have anything to show for it, right? So the fact that you made an effort and you ended up with a positive result and received this goodness is actually a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the tongue, acknowledging it and expressing it verbally, right? After believing it in the heart, expressing it verbally um, and, and, you know, verbally with our words, showing a great, uh, um, uh, expressing thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, attributing our success, our achievements, our progress, everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So if you achieve something, you know, you get a medal, you get a promotion, you know, you get a bonus, uh, people praise you for some good work, Attribute that success and that positivity to Allah wa ta'ala uh, verbally. Um, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Talk to Allah. Thank Him for, uh, recognize and thank Him for the blessings and the gifts that He has given you. And finally, using the physical faculties in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeping them from committing acts of disobedience that Allah has forbidden. Right? Because on the one hand, Allah is blessing us, but if we use those same blessings, to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then, you know, seriously, like, is that something that uh, is, is that that anyone would like, and especially Allah azza wa jal, that, you know, you take blessings. Imagine yourself, you give, you know, uh, something to someone, it happens to parents all the time, you know, you, you feed your children, you take care of them, and then they turn away around and they disobey you. How does that make you feel? Right? It's not a positive feeling. It's not something that, you know, is, is, is good and that is expected. So, of course, it is even more serious and more greater when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will show that ultimate uh, physical striving uh, of showing gratitude by standing in prayer, right? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam be standing at night in prayer, feet are swelling. His blessed feet are swelling and cracking. And Aisha radiallahu anha asked him that, O Prophet of Allah, why do you go, uh, why do you undergo so much hardship despite the fact that Allah has pardoned you for your earlier and later uh, mistakes and sins. And the Prophet responds that Afala akuna abdan shakura, that should I not prove myself to be a thankful servant? Should I not prove myself to be a thankful servant? So this was you know, this is the ultimate way of showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by increasing our obedience towards Allah, particularly prayers uh, and uh, you know show, expressing gratitude to Allah Azza wa Jal through extra prayers. Um, and of course, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu and the Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum, they would also prostrate in, in, in gratitude as well. The sujood al-shukr, right? They would hear about a pleasant matter. If there was some relief, a major victory, they would drop into sujood, into prostration to physically show gratitude and, and express gratitude towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Now, one of the first things that we will be asked about will be about the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the day of judgment, on the day of resurrection, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa told us 
قال إن أول ما يسأل عنه يوم القيامة يعني العبد من النعيم أن يقال له ألم نصح لك جسمك ونرويك من الماء البارد that the, really the first thing a servant will be asked about on the day of resurrection will be the blessings, his blessings. It will be said to him, have we not given you health in your body and nourished you with cool water to drink? So this is one of the first things that we will be asked about, uh, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you might be thinking, okay, I think I heard of a hadith before, of a hadith that talks about the first thing that a person will be asked about is their prayers. Uh, so, there, so I thought of that as well. So I looked it up. Uh, and there's a slight difference in the wording. So, in the awwalama yuhasabu bihi with regards to prayers. So, the first thing that a person will be held to account for. The, pers- the first thing a person will be account- to held to account for or-, or judged for will be the prayers. But in the awwalama yusalu anhu yawm al qiyamah, really the first thing the servant will be asked about on the day of resurrection will be um, the blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, knows best. Now, we don't want to be like those who Allah describes uh, and says, that they are aware of Allah's favors, but still they deny them. Right? So that you know we, we deny the, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't recognize that Allah is the one who has blessed us. But then when a problem arises, something unexpected happens, then we turn to Allah and many times we end up complaining. But remember the little secret that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that um uh Right, that if you give thanks, if you so express shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will give you more. I will give you more. Right? So the, the key to getting more, uh, asking for more from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not to whine and to complain, right? Although it is okay to express our dissatisfaction or you know our unhappiness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the better way is thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah Azza wa tells us that He will increase us. And sisters, let us take the time. To reflect on gratitude, on thankfulness. How can you make? Uh, how can you? How can we all make our hearts thankful, our tongues thankful and grateful? And importantly, how can we be become of people whose actions are those of those who are truly grateful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? May Allah Azza wa Jal guide us to become uh, from His most grateful servants who express uh, gratitude through every action and through every moment of their lives. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen. We have uh, some sad news uh, that. Uh, our uh, brother Muhammad's uh, mother passed away in Egypt. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. I will make dua uh, for her and all of those who have passed away. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma aghfirlahum wa rahamhum wa aafihim wa afu anhum. Wa aqrim nuzulahum wa wasayam atkhalahum. Wa aqsilhum bil maahi wa thalji wa albarad. Wa naqihim min al-fatayak ma yunaqqa thawbu al-khabir min al-danas. Wa abdilhum diyaran khayran min diyarihim. وابدلهم أهلا خيرا من أهلهم وادخلهم الجنة وعيذهم من عذاب القبر وعذاب النار اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وأنثانا اللهم من أحيته منا فأحيه على الإسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفه على الإيمان اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله على نيته وسره اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت we thank you for all of your blessings, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, you have blessed us with so much. Oh Allah, perhaps we are the most blessed people on the face of this earth at this time. Oh Allah, we thank you for all of your blessings, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we can never give you enough thanks for all of that you have blessed us with. Oh Allah, please make us 
from uh, from the shafirin ya rabbal alameen oh allah please protect us and forgive us ya rabbal alameen oh allah please uh, protect us and forgive us for our shortcomings and our lack of faithfulness ya rabbal alameen oh allah we thank you for your for the health that you have given us for the wealth that you have given us the safety the security our families uh, our uh, the, the nourishment you have given us oh allah all the opportunities that you have given us oh allah and every good that you have given us we thank you for it with from the bottom of our hearts ya rabbal alameen oh allah please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill oh allah especially our dear elder uh, brother abdul sattar was diagnosed with cancer as well as brother mumtaz akhtar especially our elder sisters suffering from illness and pain and our brothers and sisters who are suffering from long-term pain and injuries and who are uh, recovering from major surgeries uh, sister who is suffering from cancer, our brothers uh, with unexplained uh, symptoms, our friends and relatives diagnosed with COVID-19 and with other illnesses. Oh Allah, uh, please uh, grant them a speedy recovery, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma Rabbal Nas, adhab al-ba'as, ishwihim wa anta shafi, la shifa illa shifa shifa an la yugadiru saqma. Allahumma ashwihim shifa an ajilan kamilan min kullida, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, you are the protector and the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them all a speedy recovery and protect us all and them all from all types of illnesses and pain and suffering and grant them a state of peace, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are in pain, mental pain, uh, psychological pain, grief, stress, anxiety. Oh Allah, please really place all of those uh, painful feelings with happiness and peace and joy, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunanna min al-khasirin. اللهم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم احبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من ضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اغفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة يا رب العالمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم إن نعوذ بك من زواج نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا رب العالمين اللهم بارك في أعمال آبائنا وأمهاتنا ومتعهم بالصحة والعافية اللهم ارحم من انتقل منهم إلى رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم حر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحس صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحمة الرحمين جزاكم الله خير my brothers and sisters those who are at home please offer four or five of the prayer uh, for those who are registered for Friday prayer please come